Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I'm here with Nick, Austin, Ed, and Rosemary. And we're getting ready to uh, record another session of Valley of Famine, a Deadlands the Weird West actual play. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal tonight, doing the things, running the shindig, hurting the cats... Hello, I'm Nick. I play Haru Matsuhara, the samurai, and sometimes Billy Johansson as necessary. Beneath the skin, flesh, and sinews of Herod Graves is a skeleton. I, Austin, am the puppet master of that skeleton. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> that content warning brought to you by Austin. Well, all right, I'm Ed. I'm playing uh, Daisy Graves. She's a master of weird science, an alleged stagecoach robber, former deputy of Jackson County, Bahir of the Ottoman Empire, captain of the Thalos Zephyr. Uh, President of the Southern Oregon Society of Scientists, um, Ambassador to Lost Continent of Lemuria, uh, Doctor of Medicine, and, you know, people don't really call her Raylan Daisy much anymore because, you know, it's kind of disrespectful to the First Lady of Jacksonville, Oregon. Plus, she's got like a dozen different titles you got to get through before you can call her Raylan. Ain't no one got time for that. (laughs) My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. She's a Hexlinger. Pew, pew! All right. So, last time on Valley of Famine, uh, Haru's horse died. Let me just rub salt into that wound one more time. And then, also, uh, more importantly, uh, you all had to fight the night train uh, resurrected. One of the things we left unresolved last time was what kind of coup is Haru going to get to count on the night train for having defeated it. And I figured it out in a great, super useful, but also super useless sort of way. Much like the Glom ability, you'll never use it, but you have this option. What's your Glom ability? So, um... When you guys fought the the Glom, we were still using the the reloaded rules, and Gloms didn't have a coup that you the Harrow could count on. Now they do, so retroactively, Haru was able to count on that, and basically he can turn himself into a mini Glom. That's horrifying. It take one hundred percent. It takes an action, uh, but he can basically meld with another corpse to uh, gain 
a couple of bonuses and stuff, and also inspire horror checks for every sane person present. It's it's just one more of my list that I don't use. <laughs> and now you also, because you uh, counted coup on the essence of the night train, this unholy abomination that could raise the dead, you gain the ability to raise a few dead of your own. You gain the unholy host harrowed edge, which is right here in the Deadlands Companion. Have fun with that. So the next day after you've gotten back uh, from defeating the night train, the temperature falls even further. Winter is at hand. Fall has apparently been skipped entirely. Everyone scrambles to start getting the harvest in as quickly as possible. Farmers are rushing out and people are... Uh, ran, you know, they're they're doing their thing. Everyone's scrambling to try and get what food is ready to be harvested in and away from the cold snap. It's pretty early in the morning. What's everyone doing? Starting with Rachel. Uh, I'm gonna go get my duster. Okay. Yeah. Where I left it at the tailors. Yeah, you're you're. We'll say you're walking out of the tailors uh, with your your duster on. It's uh, it's gotten pretty chilly. There's like an actual frost on the ground. Um, I have a question. Is Paul staying around in this cold snap? Oh yeah, the the uh, Flint's is still open and doing uh, uh, some tidy business. It's quite popular. Oh fuck. She's probably I don't know walking up the street, glaring at the hotel. Okay. Uh, it's early morning. You're probably feeling kind of hungry. I'm not going to that hotel. There's other places in Jacksonville. I'll go to the claim. not even <laughs> insinuating. <laughs> I'll go to the claim and get some. Okay. You go, what's what's for breakfast? Eggs. Eggs. Yes. Eggs is. <laughs> eggs is precious. Yes. Fossils. Like Joanna for the Nesquiris down under. She's just taking a raw She's egg. Taking and the raw egg shell and all. Yeah. That's disturbing. <laughs> No one's ever seen Rachel eat breakfast before, <laughs> and this is why. <laughs> that lizard tongue comes out. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Now we all nope. have follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how to drop this backstory into the game, but it's been like this all along. Rachel's a lizard person, <laughs> noted. Uh, so you're at the claim grabbing some breakfast. <laughs> um... Daisy, what are you up to? Well, if it's early in the morning, she's sleeping in. Sleeping in, all it's right. It's cold. It's she's probably got a nice warm blanket and a fire going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's early in the morning. What is Daisy up to? If it's early, Daisy's not, I'm not. up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haru, what are you up to? I um, let's see. How early would you say? Uh, we're going with seven o'clock in the morning. I've started my day at the train station. Okay. I feel like he tries to make up for all the time he's not there by being there early. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, you're at the train station um, when 
you know, there's the, the morning train is already showing up. Maybe people are offloading cargo and stuff. And you see Paul Flint come rolling up uh, with a wagon with uh, a bunch of his mercenaries. And uh, they uh, more mercenaries offload from the train with a bunch, a bunch of barrels old barrels that they load up into this wagon and uh, unless you harass them or something they're gonna load up and roll on out I think the most that happens is like Paul and Haru exchange glares <laughs> I don't know if he glares so much he's just got this very impassive like y- you lock eyes you're glaring he's just like kind of quirks an eyebrow at you and then goes back to observing and directing his uh, his employees Swear to God, I find a way of making it where I can kill him. I will, <laughs> and it be legal. <laughs> I mean, you do have a demon inside of you who loves to murder. Just saying. Yeah, but no. <laughs> I take offense to that. I am a deeper, more fleshed-out character. I don't just like to murder. It is your top. Like, number one favorite thing to do. I don't get a lot of screen time. Daisy will totally testify in court that there's a demon inside your head that made you do it. I would still get killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... I'm not taking the fall for this one. He wants to murder me. Why are we having this discussion? Y'all can't hear me. <laughs> uh, Alright, and then we come to Herod. What's Herod doing right now and i've got a little bit of input on this but i want to hear your words first so i think uh since his brother's wedding uh herod has made like legitimate attempts to kind of like be a little kinder to people and more trusting uh but he still has the instincts of an agent of a of a soldier and so he's kind of going stir crazy because nothing has happened for the last few weeks um, so he's been looking kind of obsessively into like bull demons and like bull for- folklore. He's put out feelers to the agency, like sent out a couple of um, wire. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the name. Telegraphs. Telegraphs uh, asking for information on like reports of supernatural bulls and ghost bulls and things like that, and seeing if anybody has any information. Okay, um, you probably just started sending these communiques out since. Uh... You know, over the last three days, your your friends have started reporting, like, seeing weird demon bulls. And I think in his spare time, he's actually trying to get to know some of the people around him very awkwardly. Okay. Um, it's pretty early in the morning, so I'm not going to do anything with that. But as you're, like, pacing back and forth in your room, you're starting to feel a little bit hungry. Like, maybe breakfast might be a good idea. Um... But there's a, 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 a quick knock at your door. Uh, straightening his uh, suit, he he goes over and opens it. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, standing outside is one of your informants that uh, you've kind of enlisted to help track down some of the, uh, the escaped cultists that uh, managed to get away from Reverend Price's tent revival when you... Uh, and your friends took it down, and he basically hands you a quick scrap of paper, holds out his hand for some money, which you give him, and then he leaves. His job is done. 
Um, and basically you, you unfold the scrap of paper he hands you and, and basically you've, uh, your informants have managed to locate uh, where some of these cultists have been holding up. Apparently they did not le- all leave the Rogue Valley. Uh, some of them have been hanging out in the Ashland Hills and have essentially turned bandit. They've kind of been robbing people that they meet out in the wilderness or on the road. Um, and occasionally they've been spotted coming into town to buy supplies, uh, coming to Ashland to buy some supplies. There's been a few disappearances, abductions that uh, it's suspected they may be responsible for. But it sounds like they're actually letting people live. They're just taking their stuff. Mm, some Sometimes they, they murder. Sometimes they just take people's stuff or they like take a prisoner uh, along with everyone else's stuff and then disappear into the hills and uh, that person's never heard from again. I think that uh, he feels this sense of relief and then it's followed by a sense of shame that he feels relieved that there's a problem that he can solve. <laughs> but uh, his mind immediately starts working on like what he needs to gather together to, to address this. Okay, sounds like something you might think over while eating breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and breakfast for him is uh, French toast and a black coffee. Okay. So you go downstairs, you order that, and you get served a black coffee. And then uh, probably whatever. Uh, this this is the claim. So they don't have a super refined menu. So you probably... I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like the owner of the claim going like French toast. Oh, no. He's definitely like... already had this conversation oh, okay. with... Uh, with Herod, so uh-huh. it's pretty like, uh huh, yep, one French toast coming up, and then you get like uh, eggs and some grits and some toast and bacon because y'all are obsessed with bacon. I've asked you for French toast like three or four times now. I even showed you how to cook it. Mm-hmm. Why did you bring me bacon, grits, and toast? Because this is what I got ready. That's why I'm serving everyone else. That's why I'm serving you. It's so simple. You you merely crack an egg on toast and fry it in the pan. It's it's the easiest thing to make. Uh, maybe add a little nutmeg or cinnamon, of course. Uh huh. Yep. Well, that's what you're getting today. Fine, I'll eat it. <laughs> I thought you might. Uh, let me know if you need anything else. Refill in the coffee and huge. Uh, goes back to the bar. Uh, as you, you take your food and you walk away, you can see that Rachel is, is in there, uh, probably uh, chowing down on uh, hopefully the same thing. <laughs> she doesn't just have like a carton of eggs. Raw egg like, into her mouth. She has real French toast. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, he he sidles up to you and uh, pauses for a moment awkwardly and says, uh, Kennedy, Rachel, may I join you? Uh, sure. Have you had the French toast here? It's real good. That's not French toast. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. What do you mean? Uh, it's, he cracked an egg over the toast and fried it. I saw him do it. <laughs> I don't know I, for breakfast tomorrow. 
perhaps I'm asking too much, but I, I suppose I'm used to the finer things in life after being undercover at the embassy for so long. Uh, anyway, uh, how, uh, how are you? Uh, it's been a slow morning. It's kind of nice, I have to say. You? Good. Um, and the weather is quite nice, yes? Oh, yeah, this is your first winter here. <laughs> She's just like nodding, like thoughtfully to herself. Yeah, a thousand like, yards yeah. stare. <laughs> Winter. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about some things in a more private location pretty soon. Prepare you for what's coming. Oh, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I have things to talk to you about as well. Uh, there's, uh, you remember the the church that we uh, investigated not too long ago? I do. Uh, apparently. Uh, some of their uh, faithful are still causing problems. I just want to eat my breakfast in peace. Just one morning. I just want to have a full breakfast without any, Rachel, the barn's on fire. Rachel, deputy, there's a monster killing the kids in the schoolhouse. Deputy, uh, I just want to eat my eggs and my French toast, drink my coffee in peace. Um, <clears throat> so... How have you been lately? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, let's go, let's go investigate. And she'll like slam the rest of her coffee down and stand up, leave money on the table for the meal. And Harold's still standing there with his breakfast. In come hand. on, come on, we gotta we gotta go investigate. He picks up the toast and leaves the rest on the table and kind of munches it as you walk. Yeah, you're you're munching on that toast. It really is not very filling. Uh, you're kind of wistfully wishing uh, you had taken the time to eat your full breakfast because, man, you're hungry. Uh, Rachel, you scraped your plate clean, um, but you're you're already kind of you got lunch on your mind, even as you're you're discussing all these other things. It's already started. Great. So, what have you heard? I'm given to understand that some of the former worshippers are acting as sorts of bandits and kidnappers in the Ashland Hills. Uh, I suppose they've uh, stolen and um, murdered a few people, and some people they let go, others they capture, and who can say what they do with them? Probably nothing good. You said in the Ashland Hills? Yes, uh, I don't have a direction quite yet. These are merely rumors. I suppose we should head on out to Ashland and investigate... Uh, haven't spoken with Marshall Redgrave in a while. Good to see her again. I don't believe I've met her. What is? What are her specialties? She's pretty badass, witch. He uh, raises an eyebrow at that. Let's go round up the usual suspects and head on out. Obviously, you go to Daisy's first, since you're in Jacksonville, not Medford. Graves. Gilmore, whatever you want to be called, it's time. Doctor. There's trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, Daisy, you wake up to knocking on your door. Kind of, you're, you're yeah. pretty accustomed to that. Go away, Jonathan's at his office. He's probably trying to deal with the fallout of his mind collapsing. Literally. Yeah. Go away, Jonathan's probably at the office. 
We need you, Daisy. Oh. Alright, we'll get your door. Let you all in. Yeah. Daisy comes to the door, probably just like blankets draped over. What the fuck you want? Come on. Morning, Daisy. It's cold outside. Yeah. Got any coffee? Yep. Yep. I'll bring you some coffee. Uh, none for me, thank you. Not after what I found in the last cup. Rachel is like taking a mug as you're saying this, and then she, her eyes flip back and forth wordly, and she's just like, maybe I don't want coffee. He whispers to you, strain it. She nods and whispers back, thank you. <laughs> oh, I filtered it. Jonathan won't let me not filter it anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't like it when it's unfiltered, so... It should be good. Is that why he was uh, acting so weird last week? <laughs> Speed meeting with the mayor. <laughs> Boy, Rachel, how's it going? <laughs> no, I did not open these pictures. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Rachel's just like, wow, he's on cocaine again. Uh, well, Herod here got some sort of tip. So, could use your rail gun if you feel up to it. Well, gotta get dressed. Where are we going? We're heading to the Ashland Hills to investigate reports of thieves and murderers tied to that church that we investigated not too long ago. All right, get my get my gear. You get your gear, and uh, you all mount up and head on down to Medford, to the train station. This is Herod Heaven, or... As far as I know, you have not purchased a new horse. I have not yet, but it's only been a day since the event, right? Less than. Less than a day? Yeah, I... I, Yeah, I need... I haven't had time. (laughs) Still still grieving. Um, But, yeah, we'll flash forward, you all. You get to the train station... Probably along the way, you pass by Paul and his wagon full of barrels and his uh, entourage of employees are heading back to Jacksonville. Paul pretty much just ignores your existence entirely. I also ignore his existence entirely. I give him the stink eye. I'm imagining I'm by the main station house itself. Watching people getting getting on and off the train as it's you know as it was unloaded, and so I've just been leaning against her, and thinking about Paul and thinking about what he could be up to because just something something's eating at me. Like he's up to something. Has to be. Um. Yeah, I think Rachel spots you unless you're puffing on my pipe. You can see it in the cold, yeah. misty morning. You know, just the embers from the pipe. Rachel swings down off of Oakley, and yeah, her like feet crunch in the frost. Mm-hmm. And I'm picturing kind of like frozen mud puddles and stuff like that. perfect. And yeah, she'll head on up to the platform. Oh, good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Haru. It's a pleasure seeing you. You doing okay? Psst. Lazarus says hi. Rachel starts to say something and then she bites it back. Are you doing all right? I'm doing okay. I... It comes and goes. I'm real sorry about your horse. It... Kuhn was a 
very good steed. He will be missed, but he he moves on. He lives on in other ways. You do not normally come into Medford unless uh, there's something going on. Something's going on. I figured as such. Herod got a tip this morning. Apparently there's trouble out in Ashland. Well, I'm always ready for adventure. Rachel gives you this really concerned look, um, because she's definitely noticed that you've been depressed lately. And the way you say that, you know, I'm always ready for adventure, it just rings kind of hollow to her because you're starting to kind of disconnect from life. At least that's been her impression. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Haru's, like, coming to grips with either he's going to die or he's going to live with this Manitou forever. So he's, he's, the depression is slowly evolving into just acceptance. Okay. I mean, he's been disconnected from life for, like, a year because he's dead severed, you might even say. You, uh, sure you're up for this? I'm always ready to spend time with you. And murder. Not, not her, not her specifically, just, just general murder. Mayhem, mischief and all that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Well, uh, I was thinking we were planning to ride out to Ashland, but... You'd probably take the train, honestly. I'd take the train. Writing would very be very hard. Kuhn was used to my condition, but I've noticed how your how Oakley uh, steps away from me. Uh, Oakley's a temperamental beast, but yeah, going by train is probably a better idea in this case. Well, uh, gather up anything you need, I guess, and we'll catch the next train out. What time does that leave? Two hours. GM. An hour. (laughs) (laughs) The next day. The next day. Kind of mess up the whole story thing I'm doing here. So you catch a train by 8 o'clock. You are getting off the platform in Ashland. Um, Ashland is bustling. It's it's not the town it will eventually be, uh, but it's got... Uh, quite a bit of industry. Uh, it doesn't have the woolen mill anymore. That burned down under uh, suspicious and mysterious circumstances. Uh, we are the suspicious circumstances. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but it's still got um, a lot of traffic coming from the railroad. There's a bunch of general stores and saloons and the like. Plenty of lumber uh, industry going on. The uh, the lumber mill is still active. <laughs> Well, I suppose first stop should be to check in with the marshal and see if she's heard anything. Unless someone else has a different idea of what we should do. I, I'm assuming we talked about what was the what the situation was on the train. Yeah, nope, probably, you have no idea. Probably a good point. But yeah. <laughs> so, why are we here again? Yeah, or it's just like, so... <laughs> we can fill our canteens with lithium water. Uh... Yeah, you probably Copper. filled us in on the train. I would think. By the way, listeners, for those of you who have never uh, been to Ashland, Oregon before, you should definitely drink the lithium water. Don't do it. Shh. Um, all right, so you head to the marshal's office. Uh, what is going on at the marshal's office? 
Why are you looking at me? Because I'm starting with you. What's going oh, okay. on? Um, I got to think on this. I think the marshal is uh, engaged in growing various herbs, um, interesting herbs uh, that you don't typically see around here. <laughs> Mind-altering, even. <laughs> no, that's pretty typical when you see that around here all the time. I, I was going more for like a magical reagents thing. But, yes, you know. absolutely. Uh, you, there you see... Uh, as you're walking in, you see some weird stuff that you normally wouldn't expect in a marshal's office. There's definitely like an herb garden in like a windowsill garden box thing, whatever. There's also like charms and wards, like very discreetly hanging, but to Wynon's or Herod's uh, perceptive. What's your notice now? Um, my notice is a D8 and my occult is a D6. Okay. Uh, to your perceptive eyes, you notice there's a bunch of uh, wards and charms discreetly placed about uh, the exterior of the office. I think maybe as we approach, we hear shouting coming from inside. Like there's some angry person in there. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like very indignant, um, being like, I need you to look into this. And like you hear, you know, Redgrave being like, I'm a busy person. I can't look into. Like it's over something like really trivial, I think. Okay. My spittoon! Yeah. Someone stole my spittoon right out from under my feet! You gotta find it! You gotta find it now! Are you seriously fucking asking me to find a spittoon? I've got more important law things to do. It is the law! Someone stole my property! Ain't wrong. So, there's some raised voices going on. Maybe it's over something a little more serious than a stolen spittoon, but... Um... Yeah, what else, uh... Do we notice about Marshall Redgrave's office? Well, there's someone sitting in the drunk tank. It's early in the morning. All right. First of all, question. With these charms and stuff like that, would Haru have an issue actually entering the Marshall's office? I don't know. Are you going to try and enter the Marshall's office? No, I think actually Haru would just stay outside. Okay. You know, just lean against the wall right next to the doorway, you know? He steps across the threshold and immediately ignites into flame. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh, but that would definitely happen. Uh, So the rest of you step inside the office. You see Marshall Redgrave sitting at her desk. Uh, She's got a duster on. She's got a uh, a Stetson-style hat on. Uh, Otherwise, much the way you kind of recalled her uh, from the last time you met her. Uh, She's got uh, her handgun um, holstered at her side. Her whip is up on like a uh, uh, a peg or something. Uh, And the other typical accoutrement you would expect from a a marshal's office are some Winchesters and some shotguns in like a a rack. Wanted posters, maybe. Yeah, there's a couple want. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple wanted posters. There's a guy in the in the drunk tank, passed out drunk still, and there's some other guy in there standing over the marshal's desk, complaining about something pretty petty. And uh, Redgrave doesn't appear to be giving him a whole lot of uh, attention. Kind of waves him silent as you come stepping in and stands up. It's like ah, Deputy Kennedy. Marshal? What brings all of you to my town? Uh, well, I got a tip here from one of our citizens, and 
thought it concerned you. So, come on out. Uh, pleasure to meet you. My name is Herod. Marshal Redgrave, and she holds out your hand and gives you a firm handshake. I've heard r- rumors and reports that there are bandits in the hills uh, to the blank of Ashland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to the hills of Ashland. Uh, yeah, that's have, right. Have you heard anything about them? Yes, I have. I know they're there. I haven't had the time or the resources to go after them myself. We believe that they may be involved in a certain cult. She turns to the uh, the guy who's been complaining. He's like, you, out, now. I'll deal with you later. And he sputters and tries to complain, and she gives him a death glare, and he immediately skedaddles on out. A cult, huh? Do you know of the Church of Los Angeles? I'm aware of them. We had to... Well, the polite way to say it is evict one of their parishes. Heard about that? The tent revival gone bad, right? Pretty bad. They were certainly trying to revive something. Ah. The, uh... Deceased Reverend Grimm, I imagine. I couldn't speculate, but... Uh... Apparently, this group of bandits of uh, the splinter group of the church is kidnapping people and stealing and murdering, and I think some are being let go. I have no idea. I've seen no real pattern to their activities, but I am loath to leave them on their own devices. Yeah, they're a little bit outside my jurisdiction, unfortunately, but I would appreciate something were done about them. We've had experience fighting these cult members before. Thought we might come out and see if we can put a stop to it. Good. Is there any help you can render? Well, uh, I can't come with you to assist in taking them out for a couple of reasons. One of which, Marshall hasn't updated my stats for <laughs> the new edition. I was wondering if you had like prepared her as an NPC for but, the session. Are, aren't you the Marshall? <laughs> I... <laughs> The Marshall Marshall. <laughs> Who? Dead. <laughs> the cat herder. The cat herder. The, the, the shindig. You know, you know the, the infamous Lumerian cat herder. Oh, you, you mean the big bearded guy up there. Yes, yes. Don't talk about it. Oh. Uh, so Lumerian cat Marshall herder. has not prepared stats for me. He also lost the stats he originally made when I first showed up a couple of years ago. Uh, secondly, there's... Um, well, that's the main reason why I can't come help y'all out. Uh, there's uh, also a bunch of stuff that I got to see to here in Ashland, in the town that I am the marshal of. And as I said, it's also outside my jurisdiction, so it's not really within my legal rights to go after these people as much as I'd like to. That's why county law is important. Yep. So going back, is there anything you can do to help us? I know it's not in your jurisdiction, but surely there's something you can spare. Well, perhaps. Um, do you have anything that used to belong to these people? Yes, we were able to recover one of their ceremonial goblets. All right. You got that with you? Mm, yes. Of course. I thought to bring that because it made sense to. <laughs> 
just in case we needed to be a part of one of their ceremonies, we brought our own goblet. It's always good to have an extra cup. Let me let me see it. <laughs> we need to sneak into their ceremony again. <laughs> again. Herod uh, hands her the cup, the goblet. She takes the goblet, she sets it down on the floor, takes out a piece of chalk and scribes a circle around it uh and then uh takes out uh like uh, grabs some herbs from a, a bundle that's like hanging in the marshal's office drying crunches it up into a bowl sets that on fire places that at a corner of the circle uh grabs another bowl uh of rainwater from outside there's like a barrel that's there to collect it brings that sets it down uh and she does a few other things um and uh, and then she kind of like kneels down uh, by the circle and is like, "All right, I need y'all to be silent. You're not in there, Haru, but yeah." I'm picturing her like including the passed out drunk person in this, who's like snoring, and then he just stops snoring. He stops breathing. <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing that uh, Daisy is about to like <laughs> dig out her, her one of her pieces of equipment and start like loudly working on it, and Hera just glares at her until she stops. What? Um, yeah, and then uh, Sylvia um, mutters some words that you don't really understand. It's either Latin or pseudo-Latin or something like that. Uh, and then kind of wafts some of the incense that she lit over the goblet and then uh, reaches over to the bowl of water and drags it in front of her and leans over it and looks at it. And then there's just, like, absolute silence for, like, five minutes. She doesn't move. She doesn't say anything. You're not even sure she's breathing. And then just as you're about to, like, <laughs> shake her to make sure she didn't, like, fall asleep or something weird going on, she uh, she takes a, a deep breath, sits back, and just kind of, like, knocks the, the water over and says, uh, all right, I know where they are. I see. Uh, you'll find them, uh, and she describes uh, a location uh, in the Ashland Hills. Somewhere like out in the woods? Yeah. Okay. Probably southwestern Ashland. That's where the most hilly hills of Ashland are. It's irrelevant. I'm just thinking of a direction. Is it up by um, Immigrant Lake? Sure. It's uh, by Immigrant Lake. Just bringing in Immigrant more. Lake. Not immigrant lake. Local bodies of water into this game. I don't know if immigrant lake actually existed in 1885. That's true. It's man-made, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Don't. Well, then. It's over by where immigrant lake will be. (laughs) We're about to create (laughs) immigrant lake. (laughs) It really doesn't exist anymore, so. Wow. Daisy's going to blow up these cultists and then create immigrant lake. Yep. Um, Okay. Uh, what, What does... Sorry, in character. Can you tell us anything else about this location? Is any tactical information? How should we approach? The vision uh, was kind of vague. I got their location, the locale. Um, I can't give you any good information on that. Well, you've given us a location, and that helps a lot. I'm curious, the ritual that you performed, can anyone do it? No. So it's not something I could learn. 
I'm sure you could learn it, but it would take uh, a lot of discipline and a lot of time. Most folks that uh, practice my art start young. I find myself with plenty of both. Perhaps I will meet with you again. Give me a persuasion roll, because I'm going to make it a negative two, because she's kind of disinclined. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, yeah. So you've got a location. You've got some vague information. Uh, what do you do? I think I'll wish Sylvia a good day and let her know that we'll be out investigating. Best of luck. Give those uh, those bastards what they deserve, and hopefully next time you come and call, and I'll actually have some stats. <laughs> well, I sure hope you get your stats soon. Could use your help in the field. I, I should have them when next time for the next time I come up. All right, so uh, you leave the marshal's office, and what happens next? If we have to go out into the hills, we're going to go on foot. Um, Not to bring up a sore point. It depends on how far away it is, I guess. How far has this been? How, how long, much travel time do we are we talking about here? Like on horse versus on foot. Um, it might take you better, uh, the rest of the morning and maybe a little bit into the afternoon to get there on foot, but it's doable. Okay. We'll probably take our horses part of the way then. Right. Well, except that one of y'all is without a horse, but he can ride. Well, okay. We can drag him. I mean, if you want to ride Oakley with me, I'm cool with that. I don't know if Oakley is. We can get a side horse cart. Well, oh, there's yeah. also two ways I can pr- think of this. Like, I can also just, because I'm undead, I don't get tired. So I can just run alongside the horses. Actually, you have quick, right? You can just quick yourself and then run. Yeah, can you run as fast as a horse? Okay, if I'm using the speed power, yeah, I can for a short period of time. But also, if I'm just using the running die, I'd have a pace of 12 anyway. That's pretty impressive, yeah. And we're not galloping. Well, possibly. I'm picturing yeah. we're probably just riding normal speed. That would be correct, yeah. You're not going to be going full tilt the whole time, or even any of the time. Yeah, I, yeah again, I can walk. I don't, I don't get tired. Well, we should probably gather some supplies in case we have to camp. Yes, and uh, this is embarrassing, but I'm rather hungry. Maybe some extra food? Good idea. Oh no, it's starting with <laughs> I'm pretty hungry too, come to think of it. Oh, we can go by the general store. I'm wanting some jerky too. Yeah, you're all, uh, you're all feeling uh, quite hungry. Well, I didn't really eat breakfast yet, so yeah. Let's eat. Go to the general store. How much jerky do you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to knock off like five bucks, you get some food and some provisions. Uh, so, yeah, you gear up and you head on out into the... Uh, wilderness around Ashland Uh, a couple hours go by and you find yourselves nearing the location 
uh, Marshall Redgrave told you. Give me notice rolls, everyone. Arrays. Fourteen. Um, a three? Three. Okay. Um, Haru and Herod, you don't really notice anything. Um, I'm thinking it's because you're having an intense discussion about something and you're so caught up in it that you're tuning out everything else. Maybe. I think the issue, the only issue I have with that is that out of the four of us, Herod and Haru are the least intense people. That's why it's so weird. You're talking about man stuff. We're just quiet also. We just tend to be very quiet. Yeah, so I think Haru's actually just kind of keeping his head down and walk, like, you know, just kind of walking along. Daisy and Rachel, you both notice that there is no ambient sound. There's no birds, there's no bugs. Are there bees? There are no bees. Oh. It's a little too quiet around here. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. This can't be good. I will ease up on Oakley's reins and just kind of see if I can, I don't know, notice anything further in the woods that might be causing all the nature to freak out like this. You don't see anything, but up ahead, uh, not too far off, you can see like a wisp of smoke rising up. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Do we see a campfire or something? Looks like we're approaching the camp. Might want to dismount and head in a bit quieter on foot. I will uh, apply my trade as a sneaky sword. That sounds good with you all. I think Rachel's going to hang back here. She's not going to try to approach stealthily. She's going to let you go scout ahead. Go ahead and uh, roll. Uh, That's a five. Okay. You sneak ahead, and eventually you come to a clearing in the, uh, the tree line. And you see the remains of a camp uh, in this clearing. Uh, the camp is in complete disarray. Tents collapsed and torn. Uh, crates of supplies knocked over, spilled all over the place. Uh, just just absolute destruction. Uh, Herod will take a moment to kind of stand up just a little bit and kind of scan across the whole area to see if you can notice any clues of what may have done this. Okay, give me a nose roll. That is a nine. So you uh, you notice there's there's splashes of blood on the frost covered ground. There's no signs of any bodies, um, and there's the 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 ground is also torn up. Like there was a, a frantic uh, struggle or or panic or something. Um, you can pick out human footprints running around and stuff, but also uh, hooved tracks. Kind of ducking back down into the uh, brush that he was hiding in, he uh, backs out towards his companions. Okay. Uh, The camp is abandoned. It looks like they were attacked by some sort of animal with hooves. Hmm. What kind of hooves? Cloven. We should probably all go take a look at this now. Yeah. I'll come forward. 
and do those hooves look familiar to us? You approach the camp. Um, everyone else give me notice rolls. Twelve. Rachel doesn't notice. Okay. I don't. Uh, Daisy, you're, you're walking up towards the ruins of this encampment. You notice a couple of things. Uh... For one, there's uh, like a uh, a meat drying stand or something. It's like on one side of the camp that is not knocked over. And there's a human corpse uh, uh, hanging from it like it's uh, a piece of game meat curing or whatever they do with meat that involves hanging it out to dry. <laughs> uh, but it, it's gross either way. I know what what they're doing. I'm just keeping it to myself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, the tracks are familiar as you get in there and you see the the tore up ground, the blood splashes, and the tracks of elk. Well, folks, no, the Wendigo had the same kind of cloven. Yes. Well, these look like the elk tracks. Or possibly Wendigo tracks. Oh, shit. And as you say that, there is, in fact, a haunting elk cry that sounds out in the woods around you. Uh, well, Herod, it might be a good time now, in fact, to bring you up to speed with what happened last winter. You seem familiar with these creatures. What do I need to know? Remember how we talked about at the wedding how people turned into monsters? Yes. These are the monsters. They're incredibly... Well, because they've changed from humans into monsters, I don't want to say it, but they're incredibly cannibalistic. In fact, that's one of the first signs that they're going to turn into a monster. And the hunger... Don't forget the hunger. Incredible. Last winter. Hunger. Driving everyone mad. Um. So what do we do? We fight. As you say that, you all hear the sounds of underbrush crackling and breaking, and everyone give me notice rolls. Uh, I'm going to move you a little further into camp because I imagine you investigate a little closer. Didn't notice shit. <laughs> Rachel? I just got a simple success. Six. Uh, failure. Failure. Okay. Uh, the two of you are caught by surprise, uh, somehow. Uh, but once again, Rachel and Daisy, you are the observant members of the party. You see uh, a trio of Wendigo come slowly stepping out of the... Uh, the woods around you. They stand nine feet tall, their antlers rising from their skulls, making them seem even taller. They're covered in patchy uh, brown fur that uh, is 
stained with blood. There's open wounds on their bodies that they seem to ignore. Their elongated arms end in a, a set of massive claws. Their elk faces, uh, the skin peels away, revealing bone underneath, and they, their jaws are lined with fangs, and their feet end in cloven hooves. I think that uh, Herod has poked his head into one of these tents, kind of looking for clues of where the people may have gone um, when these things arrive, and he's just not quite ready for them. I think Haru is just more lost in thought about own, you know, kind of like not again. I thought we, I thought we had a solution for this, you know. And so that's what caught him off guard is more of just the the no, 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 because this. Because to this, this to him means Macario's sacrifice is completely in vain, and it's it's like it. He can't believe it. That's what catches him off guard. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.